welcome back to the 49 away podcast jay sahoda zach chevy a lot of niners news to get to on this episode we're going to talk jimmy g trey lance some of the new signings the niners have made with george odom ray ray mcleod Kerry Hyder is back, Hassan Ridgeway, and much, much more. The Niners also re-signed some guys and unfortunately lost another key player in Arden Key. We'll talk about that as well and much, much more. So keep a lock. Got a lot of great Niners content coming your way. And don't forget to give the 49 away a follow on Instagram and Twitter for more Niners news and analysis. March is just about wrapped up, faithful, and we are now getting ready to start talking draft stuff as April comes about. But this out in NFL offseason, there's been no shortage of acquisitions, signings, news, you name it. It's been just a wild ride, so we got a ton to talk about. And of course, yet, it's March the 30th, and yes, Jimmy Garoppolo is still a 49er. Welcome back to the 49er Way Podcast, friends. Jay Sahota, Zach Chevy. Back at it again. A lot of news to get to, so we'll talk about some of the re-signings and new additions the Niners have made. Chevy, what's going on, my guy? Uh, not much. You know, it's been probably the most wild NFL offseason in NFL offseason history. You know, you've seen all the quarterbacks move. Deshaun Watson got moved. Adams and Hill are on the move. Two of the top wide receivers in the league. So, yeah, a lot of stuff's going on in the NFL, but what isn't going on is Jimmy Garoppolo being traded. Facts. And uh, Jesus, that whole Tyreek Hill thing earlier in the oh, yeah. last week. Holy smokes. Good for Mike I McDaniels. Mean, I'm, yo, Mike McDaniel, man, I mean, it's amazing. He's how, building like, a squad around to him, man. For, for real. Like, that's what I can't. Miami's going to be a fun, a fun ass team to watch next year. Like, you look at all those guys and, and Raheem. I can't remember if we talked about Raheem the last time we were on here. He signed with the Dolphins. Um, I mean, why not? Might as well start by, by opening that. I just want to first off and say, first of all, I called this. I knew we oh, probably yeah. weren't going to, I knew we weren't going to bring him back, but I believe you and me both said it that if there mm-hmm. was a spot for Raheem to go to, it would be the Miami Dolphins knowing that Mike McDaniel would use Raheem the right way because you could go anywhere else because I've said this for time, Raheem Mostert is who he is today. In fact, not not just Raheem Mostert. Any running back that comes through the Shanahan system, yeah. they become who they are based off of Kyle Shanahan and the system. Mike McDaniel is a direct product from the Shanahan system. So if you're going there, you know you're going to succeed. And the Dolphins don't just have one, two, three. They have four guys that you could pound the rock with. They got Philip Lindsay. They got they signed Chase Edmonds. They got Raheem now, and they got Miles Gaskin. Miami's gonna be a scary team, man. A lot, and, and a got, lot of speed. They got Hill and uh, Waddle too. They're both so fast. And you know, we we saw what Mike McDaniel's did with Debo over here, and what uh, Wes Welker did with Debo. Now they have Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle. Miami's definitely a team you're gonna have to watch out for. Although, you know, they're building around Tua. It's the big question of it can Tua carry this team? You know, we saw Jimmy G do what he had to do to carry the team for the Niners. Is Tua that piece that Mike McDaniels thinks he is? That's what we're uh, going to have to see. All the pressure is on Tua Tagovailoa out with Miami. All of it. Oh, yeah. Everyone else is proven. Like, everyone else, you know, they've shown what they can do. But now it's, you know, it's put up or shut up for Tua Tagovailoa. And, and again, Miami, they're going to be a fun team. And the Niners will the Dolphins next year. <laughs> Holy, that's going to be an exciting. I was telling um, 
I was literally just saying the other day, and I'm like, geez, man, I, I really feel like we're going to get killed when we play the Dolphins. But then I took a double take, and I was like, wait a minute. No, what am I saying? Shanahan destroys his former coaches that used to be with mm-hmm. him. So I'm like, never mind. So maybe, maybe not. But either way, I think when the schedule comes out in about a month or so, that is definitely a game I know we're going to be talking about because that's going to be a fun, fun, not just the coaching matchup, but the talent on both sides. That's going to be a lot of fun. Um I think of that, I mean, I guess we'll we'll get to the quarterback stuff, but I think this offseason, really the whole entire season, we've been talking about the quarterback position. So I think we can wait a little bit on that. Let's go to some of the new signings. And let's, you know, since, since we're talking about the match and stuff, and obviously the 49ers defensive line has kind of been the center of focus so far within the last few weeks. A lot of retooling has gone on there. Obviously, we know DJ Jones is gone. That's the big one there. But the Niners also lost a big one today. Chevy, this is your boy, Arden Key, signing a deal with the Jaguars. Stupid Trambalki had to go and pluck someone off our tree. Um, I'm not going to lie, bringing back Kerry Hyder, which we'll get to in a second, I think kind of eases the oh, loss yeah. of Arden Key. But the, my only issue, Arden, I'm not going to lie, I'm not I'm not too upset about it. Like, I, I think we'll live. Again, Kerry Hyder is a very good football player, and he, he honestly, he earned his contract in Seattle based off of what he did in 2020 with us. So now getting a chance to see him and Nick Bosa, God willing, everyone stays healthy. It'll be great to see that. But for Arden Key, my biggest thing here, and I'll, and I'll let you give your thoughts in a sec, but it's just how young Arden Key is. And the fact that we only got him for one season and D Ford has been on our roster for like two years and he's played like a total of 10 snaps. It's like, you know, having a guy who's younger and is actually, we actually managed to get production out of him. That kind of sucks to see him leave after one year. I really thought with Arden Key, the way, he gelled with this D-line. He fit in. He started playing better as the season went on. And he's young. Sucks to kind of let a young piece like that get away from us. Yeah, you know, I didn't really have much optimism that we were going to sign him. I really did want to sign him. But I thought that teams would be aggressive for him because of the season he had. And as you said, because he's young, that's what people are paying the money for. For players that they can not help them for one year, but help them for multiple years. And I think Arden Key may be that player. And, you know, as much as it sucks that he's gone, the blow was definitely eased with the signing of Kerry Hyders. You know, uh, he had such a great season in San Fran in our system. Even without Nick Bosa there, he kind of carried the weight of the defensive line in uh, the 2020 season that everyone kind of forgets about. He goes over to Seattle, he gets paid the big bucks, and what happens? He he just doesn't work out in their system. I love that we brought him back on a very value-team-friendly deal. And, you know, I, I would love to see what he does across from uh, Nick Bosa. But, yeah, looking at what the Niners have done with the defensive line in the offseason, I would be shocked if we don't invest it, or sorry, in the defensive not line, not the offensive line. I would be shocked if we don't invest in the defensive line through the draft. Uh, just because, you know, you let big key pieces like DJ Jones go and uh, Arden Key go. And, you know, we have, like, Kerry Hyder's a good piece for the rotation. But I, I think you may, you know, you have that second-round pick. Maybe you draft the defensive edge that you can pair with Nick Bosa. And then Kerry Hyder can go and rotate throughout because you can uh, trust that that's how your defensive line works. The rotations help all the time. So I don't think they're done adding on the defensive line, but I think they're done adding the defensive line in the free agent market. Oh, no doubt. No doubt, right? The, the Niners are already kind of walking on a tightrope in terms of, you know, signing certain free agents. And it's kind of cut and clear what John Lynch kind of went into this offseason for, and that was more of special teams and depth, 
right? That was kind of the unfortunately. And uh, tell me if I'm wrong here, because I honestly do kind of want to know this question and asking another Niner fan's opinion here. But like, do you think not being able to move Jimmy Garoppolo, because obviously knowing if we did that, that would have freed up a lot of space that that kind of limited the Niners to re-signing guys like a DJ Jones or maybe a Lakin Tomlinson? Uh, yes and no. I definitely think this Jimmy Garoppolo situation has uh, made us a bit more conservative with our spending because now we're thinking, like, as you said, like they said, they may not cut him. I, we'll get to Jimmy G later, but, like, now you have to keep that cap space in mind when you are signing people. So if you can't sign anyone else because you have to keep Jimmy G for the season, uh, then, you know, maybe it is building through the draft, like I suggested. And you know what? I, I also look at this team, and as much as, like, not re-signing the players that we lost hurts, I don't necessarily see it as, like, a big like, – like, it's definitely a hole. But, like, if you look at the team, we didn't really lose too many impact players, and we had a plan in place for them that we uh, – did through drafting and uh, through the previous free agency, getting ready and getting plans in place. So yes and no. I I think this was probably always going to be the strategy. Go for a number one cornerback because that was the clear hole we had last offseason. And then fill out the special teams because that was the other part where we were lacking. Our roster was pretty good uh, last year. And, you know, it, it is... A lot of people think it's the quarterback that probably needs the upgrade. So I'm very excited to see Trey Lance and what he does. And, uh, you know, it's going to be weird what the Jimmy Garoppolo situation ends up uh, coming to an end. Yeah, okay. That's fair to say that. Because also the other aspect of things, too, is like a lot of these guys, like you just said, the Niners had last year, we had a good football team. And a lot Mm -hmm. of these guys, they fed off that like, per se, a DJ Jones who had a breakout year, you know, you might want to go out and take the bag instead of re-sign, right? So I guess you're saying it's not totally all Jimmy Garoppolo type thing getting moved. So no, no, I do agree with that. And I and I honestly definitely agree um, with, with drafting a D lineman in the draft. I think, I don't know about a first round, maybe a first rounder. I don't know. Because, well, a second rounder, we don't have a first rounder. <laughs> oh, I completely so forgot about pick. that. Correct. Second yeah. pick. Yes, first pick. My apologies. I completely forgot about that. Right. Right, so it'd be in the second round. Yeah, I, then I would say that because we took care of the secondary, right? We we needed to get a good a corner and went and got Charvarius Ward. So I don't think we need to worry about that, right? And then we talked about how we have Ambry and Eman on the other side at corner. So I think we're okay in that in that area. And then of course we signed Odom for safety. So whether it's him or Hafunga and Jaquaski Tart's kind of still out there. So I don't know if. If they are thinking of bringing him back or letting him walk, I'm not really sure yet. I guess the wait-and-see uh, situation. Another big loss in the secondary that I don't think we talked about last time, k Williams signing with Denver. That's a, that's a tough blow, man. I ain't even going to lie. Oh, yeah. Like, we, it was expected, so, like, it wasn't, like, a, a whole surprise. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like the, the biggest surprise this offseason, I'm not going to lie, I think was probably Lake and Tomlinson going to the Jets. Like, I, mm-hmm. I honestly thought we were going to bring him back. I didn't think him leaving was a thing. Um, DJ was probably next in line. I, yeah, I, I, I kind of see, saw him and knowing John Lynch said it about a month ago, he was like, it's going to be hard to keep him. So I was like, damn it. Like, you know, there might be a chance he leaves, but K1, I, I totally expected that. Like, I don't think we're going to bring him back, but even then it's just notification. Like I can't even lie that that hurt. Cause I'm like, K1 has yeah. been a really big part of the secondary, man. 
Yeah, I, I fully agree with you. You know, he's been a part of the last couple of playoff runs that we've had as a team, and he's been an important piece at nickel when he's been healthy. But as we said last year, like as we've been preaching, they spent the draft picks on cornerbacks last year that they wanted to develop in order to because you know we saw last offseason you can't keep the same group for so long it's just money doesn't work that way so they everyone signed back for one more year for a last little hurrah and as we did that we drafted our cornerbacks so they could develop and now uh that they're you know a year under the belt developed ambry thomas looks good at the end lenore looked decent at moments that's the time you have to let k1 go because you don't have the money unfortunately to keep guys like him but that's why it's so important to uh invest in the draft and keep uh investing in the draft and getting those uh diamond in the rough prospects that we seemingly get in the late rounds i don't know how it's the brilliant scouting team adam peters does a great job but uh yeah i I don't know man it's like it's all been expected another uh move former 49ers solomon thomas goes uh, to former 49er coach uh, Robert Sala in the Jets. And uh, he's now a Jet. So that that's pretty interesting. I thought, you know, it's good to see him back in a West Coast system and maybe he can find success with Sala. Yeah, no, absolutely. And it's like, yeah, that's, that's a tough part, man. Because like, even I remember D'Amico Ryan said it uh, last year at some point. Because I think there was a few games K1 missed and he was like, K1 makes this defense go so that's definitely yep. a tough one to see him go and if that's now two guys that went to denver that definitely would make that defense a lot better so that's definitely tough that he left um and then on the defense as well the niners brought back jordan willis i thought i honestly thought that's a low-key nice reset i'm not gonna lie like jordan willis like you know forget the whole value. special teams absolutely right forget the whole special teams thing in green bay but like just in general yeah and being a depth piece and the rotation like he was good. And don't forget, he was suspended for the first, I think it was five or six games of the season. And when he came back, and our D-line was struggling early, right? People don't forget that. Like, our D-line was struggling early. But Jordan Willis came back and kind of prevented, provided a jolt, so that's good. And then they also signed Hassan Ridgeway uh, from Philadelphia, who I think is an also another nice rotational piece. So I know some people are kind of looking at the Niners D-line and they're like, you know, it's, it's different from last year. But, I mean, it's it honestly is not as bad. Like I'm going to read off some of the names on the depth chart currently that, you know, are, are, are some of the guys here. We got Armstead, Kinlaw, Kevin Givens, Nick Bosa, Kerry Hyder, Hassan Ridgeway, Charles Omenahu, Mo Hurst, Samson Abicom, Jordan Willis. That's really not a bad list that I just named off of. No, it's not a bad list. There's names there that can definitely contribute and guys that I think like we can trust. I think we can trust Ebucam after the end of last season, but I mean, at times, he was inconsistent. Armstead, I think you have to move uh, inside. And Agreed. You know, Kinlaw, I, I I don't trust Kinlaw until I can see a full season of him healthy. Agreed I, as a well. A full season of him healthy is amazing, and I think it really helps. But, uh, yeah, I think we're going to draft – we could potentially get a, another defensive tackle because I don't have that confidence in Kinlaw to stay healthy. No, I, I completely agree with that, right? You you got to see him healthy first. I know Shanahan addressed the media earlier today and said, you know, Javon Kinlaw's looking great and whatever, but I've, I've heard the same things about D Ford for the last two, three years, right? And look how that turned out. And and I would really, really hate for Javon Kinlaw to be one of those injury-prone guys. That would absolutely suck if the fact that we gave up, you know, DeForest Buckner for that would be brutal. So I really do wish 
and hope that Javon Kinlaw has a healthy season this year because we need him. Right? That's the matter of the fact, right? When you when you lose a guy like Defoe, you know, two years ago, and you and then you lose a guy like DJ this year, you know, there's going to be some things in there where like you need that production. And Javon Kinlaw, most definitely, they need that production inside. And and Kevin Givens is another name that I know not a lot of people talk about. I'm not gonna lie, I love Kevin Givens. I think he can ball. He gets in there. He gets after the quarterback. I saw a lot of great things in 2020, and I saw a lot of good things of him you know, next season. And without DJ, maybe he gets a little bit of a bigger role there, and I like that. I like Kevin Givens. So I agree with you. I think Kinlaw is definitely a big one, and then they have some other decent rotational pieces. But I completely agree with you. Adding another young stud in D-line in the draft would really, really help with the depth of the defensive line. So... I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens there and we'll, you know, see what they decide to do there. And then they also in the secondary, they brought back Dante Johnson as well as a, another backup corner. But then the other big signing, which I don't even call it a big signing, but we kind of saw it coming was Ray Ray McLeod as a returner and Richie James departed for the Giants. Yeah, you know, I actually love Ray Ray McLeod. My uh, roommate's a Steelers fan. So I've seen a good amount of Ray Ray McLeod in Steelers games. And, you know, he's a good special teams guy. He uh, helps a lot on the return, and as we said, special teams was one of the big areas where we needed to address last offseason, and John Lynch came up and uh, provided again by getting us a returner in Ray Ray McLeod. Uh, the wide receiver depth, though, is kind of thin, uh, considering Ray Ray McLeod is probably now your fourth wide receiver. Uh, I know we had interest in MBS, but he got a big contract from the Chiefs. I don't know if we're necessarily going to sign a wide receiver. I don't think there's that many wide receivers left. Uh, maybe, you know, Julio on a one-year deal, but who knows where Julio's going to go. Uh, but if we don't uh, sign a wide receiver, maybe you see us draft a late-round wide receiver and uh, see if he can compete with uh, Jennings. Yeah, yeah, not getting another receiver would help. And I'm sure Ray Ray McLeod is going to compete for that as well, but I think majority was to, um, the whole objective was to, teams. yeah, for, to special teams and me as a returner because the Niners had some inconsistencies um, in that you know, last year, like Jamichael Hasty was good, but he had some really bad issues there too. And that's just something you cannot afford to special teams. And Green Bay is a perfect example of that. So I like the move. I like that, you know, they, they bring in a nice kick returner. Ray Ray McLeod's got a lot of bursts. So I like that. And then this is probably the second offseason in a row that you and I both thought that Ross Dwelly was gone. And yet he signs another <laughs> one-year deal with the Niners. So Dwelly's back. There's some consistency there. Jeff Wilson's another one. I really like this move. I love Jeff Wilson. My thing is, again, can he stay healthy? Last year, it was an offseason thing. So, Jeff Wilson, for the love of God, please be careful when you're doing weights this offseason so you don't t tear an MCL. Let's not do that again. Um, but if he has a healthy offseason and comes in, him and Elijah Mitchell, we don't need another running back. Like, we don't need that. Jeff Wilson was phenomenal this season. Elijah Mitchell was even more phenomenal. That's the reason why Raheem Mostert is in Miami. Because those two guys can ball. So I'm happy they brought back Jeff Wilson. Yeah, I think it's nice to have the consistent and same running back group as last year. Uh, Elijah Mitchell will obviously get the brunt of the work as long as he can stay healthy. And yeah, as long as all of our running backs can stay healthy, I think, you know, Trey Sermon could surprise people in his sophomore season. If I knew I was forgetting someone. Yeah, yeah. You can't forget the third round pick. You know, maybe he has something left in the tank, but, uh, we're definitely set at running back with Elijah Mitchell, and yeah, I don't see us making another move there. Yeah, that that's the thing with running backs. The way the Niners running backs play, 
they play at such a physical level that someone always gets hurt. So maintaining mm-hmm. a proper rotation and having guys in there, right, you need someone to step up all the time. And the Niners have been excellent at that right throughout their, their few years. But Trey Sermon was definitely a – he did not produce when he needed to, right? There were, I think, those games early in the season where we were down almost every running back. And we, you know, he was starting. And even then, he didn't really provide what the Niners needed. And that forced Jimmy Garoppolo to throw the football a lot more. And the Niners ended up losing. I think that was against Green Bay. So being able to have those guys and hopefully a, a, a nice offseason for Trey Sermon, he gets back, he gets going, he gets healthy. That will really help um, the running back room significantly. Because I don't know, I don't know about Jermichael Hasty, man. I, I liked him a lot last year, but or in, in uh, 2020, but then this season, I don't know. He, he he was good, but I'm like, I didn't really see much of him. So I kind of hope Trey Sermon overtakes that. Yeah, we used him a lot as, I think, as a passing back and yeah. on like third downs. But yeah, I agree. I think he's been used less as a running back and more as a passing back. So we'll see what his role will be with the team. But yeah, I, I think the running back room is fine. And as you said for Dwelly, it never hurts to bring back a tight end who loves to block, uh, especially in a system where you need the t- the double tight end sets with Dwelly and Kittle. And, you know, you're running with uh, Mitchell. And, yeah, it's, it's just part of the system. If you can get him back for cheap, why not? Uh, it's just now we're not going to draft a tight end again. <laughs> yeah, facts. And, 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 yeah, again, Dwelly's experience, he's, he knows the system. There's really nothing wrong with that at all. Yeah. So I'm totally fine with that as well. Um and then, yeah, the other thing, too, is like, yeah, late last season, I don't know why Shanahan went with Jermichael Hasty over Jeff Wilson in the playoffs. That, to me, made no sense whatsoever. But, oh, well, that's, that's in the past now. Um, and then the last kind of piece of news on the offensive side, which I think is huge news, is that John Lynch said that he thinks that it's likely that Alex Mack will return this season. So all, all signs point towards Alex Mack returning for another season with the Niners. Anything after that is obviously uncertain. So I can definitely see the Niners potentially drafting a center in this draft to kind of, you know, have Alex Mack kind of groom him, you know, for whenever Alex Mack decides to hang it up, we have a backup center in place that knows the system and, you know, gain some chemistry with Trey Lance, et cetera, et cetera. Um, But having Alex Mack back is, is huge. Yeah, he's a big integral part of our offensive line. He was very good last year and healthy, which is exactly what you need out of your O-line. And he provides great wisdom to the youth. Uh, Hopefully he can help Aaron Banks when he potentially starts or Colton McKibbitts. So, yeah, I'm excited that he's back and it's a big piece to block Trey. Yeah, no question. No question. And then, of course, um, Bosa and Debo still need to be extended. And, you know, John Lynch, talk, John Lynch talked about that the other day. And he was like, oh, they'll, they'll be a part of us in the future. And I think Shanahan mentioned it, too. He's like, yeah, I, I, I would recommend re-signing Debo Samuel this offseason. I think Shanahan would have a heart attack if we didn't. Um, yeah. But, yeah, no, they should. They, they definitely should. I can't see neither of them not being extended at that point. But I think all of that... All of that will happen naturally, and I think that all kind of starts with with what the hell we're doing with number 10. And that's yep. still a big situation and unfortunately has gotten worse from when we thought it would be. At first, it kind of looked like Indy was going to go after him after they traded Carson Wentz, and we were like, that's a great spot. And that the Saints could be an option, and they decided to bring back uh, Jameis. And now all of a sudden you're looking at it and you're like, well, where the hell is Jimmy going now? Because really the only spots that are available is 
Seattle and Carolina, and the, the Niners are most definitely not trading him to a division rival, I'll tell you that much. So I don't I don't know, man. This is a really weird situation. Now they're talking about him potentially being back. I don't I think they're just doing that to be professional. I think at some point they are going to do everything they need to do, but I, I just don't know when he's going to be traded, though. It's a really interesting situation. Yeah, I am very skeptical of the situation. It's so weird to see, especially when they said that they wouldn't cut him. That really surprised me because they're, they're saying they're willing to carry Jimmy G and his salary in for the season to back up Trey Lance. That is the words that they use. So to me, that just sounds like they they have nothing. They're trying to trade him. They're trying to get people to think that uh, he's going to be the backup, but they're not going to keep him. I, I would be so shocked if by next year, again, it could happen and I could look shocked, but I'd be shocked if Jimmy G is on the team by training camps. Uh, just because uh, the salary-wise, it's too much for a backup. And I mean, why would Jimmy G be backing up Trey Lance? It just, it, it would look bad, but... um. Yeah, I, I don't know. The situation's just gone out of hand, and you had the perfect opportunity to trade him when uh, there was a big trade market open right after the Carson Wentz trade. It was probably the perfect time. Or right after the Russell Wilson trade. It was probably the perfect time, and still nothing. So, yeah, I, I'm a bit confused on the situation. I think people are more scared with a shoulder injury. So my guess is that it just means we're going to carry him until people see that he's perfectly fine after the injury, and then there'll be a trade later on in the offseason. It just sucks. That stupid thumb injury really screwed everything up, didn't it? Because if yeah. there wasn't the thumb injury... I think it was injury, the shoulder injury, actually. That it, It's the shoulder surgery. No, no. It, it is the shoulder surgery they're concerned about, but the shoulder injury would have never happened if it wasn't for the thumb injury. That is right? true. Because he injured the thumb... And then when Garoppolo talked after the Dallas game, when he hurt his shoulder, he clearly said, right, like word for, like word, for word, he said, I, I was trying to protect my thumb from hitting the yeah. turf. So my shoulder drove into the turf and then he ended up screwing up his shoulder even more. So no, none of this would have happened if it wasn't for the thumb injury. And this all kind of comes back to the fact of, look, Jimmy Garoppolo is injury prone and it was going to be hard as hell to trade him in the beginning because of this reason. That's the, that to me, bottom line is what I'm, is what I'm kind of learning from the situation and where I'm not surprised. My thing is, yes, you're taking a gamble no matter what, because like we talked about a few weeks ago, I I'm pretty sure I said this exact line too, that if you're trading for Jimmy Garoppolo, you're either trading for five games of Jimmy Garoppolo and then he's headed to IR or you're trading for 16 games of Jimmy Garoppolo and an AFC championship or an NFC championship appearance. That's kind yeah. of what, because that that's what the Niners have gotten. The Niners have literally gotten those two <laughs> results in four seasons. The Niners have gotten that, right? Literally in four seasons, Jimmy Garoppolo has been, has been a starter. 2018, they had him for three games, tours ACL, done. Shelved on injured reserve. 2019, 16 games. The Niners go all the way to the Super Bowl. 2020. Jimmy Garoppolo's healthy for what four and a half games, um, five and a half games, whatever it was. I think it was I think it was four or five games max. Garoppolo shelved on injured reserve with the ankle injury for the rest of the year. Last year, he somehow, some way gutted it out. He was injured, but gutted it out to play. I think it was about sixteen of the or fifteen of the seventeen games rather. Uh, started that game. He was injured, but he gutted out. But he played. And where did the Niners go? To the NFC Championship game. So there's my point. 
Yeah, it, no, it's it's a fair point. Again, as I said, Jimmy G's a winner. That's what you're trading for. And that's what I thought teams would be interested in. But, but it's a gamble. I don't know, man. It's a gamble. And I don't think teams right now are interested in taking that gamble, especially because, you know, you, they've filled it other ways, other, yeah, other places. So, yeah, I don't know, man. I, this situation really sucks. And I'm just excited for it to be over. I just don't have confidence in it being over soon. Probably not. I mean, that's the thing because you got to find the right suitor. And that's, I yeah. think, the issue there. And then, of course, there's also Baker Mayfield kind of sticking around. So now Cleveland is kind of in a similar situation that we are, right? Cleveland's in a bit of an awkward situation. Well, and- also, the thing for Cleveland is if Watson gets suspended, do they keep Baker and start Baker until Watson gets back? So, yeah, they they have a dilemma there, too. It, that's what I'm saying. That's an awkward situation because, like, does, does Baker really want to stick around? Like, this whole thing happened yeah. in the first place because Baker was like, oh, I don't want to be here anymore and blah, blah, blah. So Cleveland's in an awkward situation. The Niners are in an awkward situation because you, you said it perfectly. Last season was much, much different because it was clear-cut plan. Jimmy, you are starting. Trey, you are the backup. And that's what's happening period, right? Trey's going to try and compete in training camp, but we always knew Jimmy 95% is going to win the starting job and he's going to be our starter and Trey will learn. That was the plan. That's what they told Jimmy. That's what they told Trey. Everybody was on the same page and it worked beautifully. This time around, this kind of goes back to last off season is that's the plan this year, but the plan is next year. Jimmy, we're probably going to move you and hand the keys over to Trey. Obviously, we'll see how his development comes along, but more than likely, that's the direction we're going into. Jimmy knew that. That's why he was quite quite emotional late in the playoffs because he knew that this was his, his final moments in a Niner uniform. Trey know, knows that his time has come. Obviously, Trey, here's the thing that I love about Trey, that I, I already love him even before he's, like, he's the actual starting quarterback. The way he's handled himself, Jimmy Garoppolo, I know we've already given him his flowers for how he's handled himself because he's handled himself beautifully as well. But Trey Lance, the fact that you're in this situation and Jimmy Garoppolo is still on the roster and yet let's just per se randomly, let's say Jimmy Garoppolo is still on the roster come September. Let's say Jimmy Garoppolo gets healthy. Let's say Jimmy Garoppolo ends up starting week one. Do you think Trey Lance is going to complain? Probably not. No, Because Trey Lance is that dude and I love that. That, to me, gives me a lot of confidence with who we're going to eventually hand over the keys to in Trey Lance because he's like that. He's selfless, like Jimmy Garoppolo. Trey Lance has a whole lot more to offer. Again, my worry is, obviously, health. Can Trey Lance stay healthy? And we're going to find that out this season. And you know what? I'm at the point where, like, you know me. I've been pro Garoppolo since day one. He's my guy. You know, I a lot of people say otherwise, but I look at all the positives, but I also know that his injuries are a massive issue. But I'm kind of at the point now where I'm, I'm just kind of over it. I'm like, all right, like I, I, I'm already, you know, my mind is already in the yeah, sense where we're our, moving our on. Di- yeah, our direction was moving on to Trey Lance. That's always been the plan. Even now when Shanahan said that they may keep Jimmy and they may keep Jimmy as the backup, which means they are trying to move on to Trey Lance. So I, that's where it's going to be such a sticky situation if Jimmy's still here. Because if Trey Lance has one bad game, you know that the Niners are like the Niners Nation are going to be like, oh no, uh, all of the Niners fans are going to be like, put in Jimmy, put in Jimmy, and you don't want to do that with Trey. You that want to give be... him those consistent starts. So it's such a sticky situation if you keep Jimmy around. And that would literally be a nightmare 
scenario, nightmare situation. Mm-hmm. If Trey Lance starts struggling and the Niner fans start wanting Jimmy Garoppolo, oh my God, how hilarious. how hypocritical and how hysterical would that be if our fan base ends up doing that? But I, I don't think it's going to be like that. I mean, maybe they did say that. What I got out of Shanahan and Lynch's words is that if Garoppolo is going to be on the roster, Garoppolo is going to compete to start. And Trey Lance is going to compete same as last year, except this year would be in a much more enhanced legitimate comp last year was more of kind of a fake competition you always knew jimmy was going to start this year if they both enter training camp the same it's a legitimate competition trey's had a year under his belt the niners want to turn over to him but jimmy's still here and the niners aren't stupid they know jimmy good this is also a guy that took us to two championship games here right there's a legitimate and that's where i think john lynch is is saying that by saying like look Obviously, this isn't an ideal situation. We want to move Jimmy, but if we had Jimmy, it's not the worst case scenario in the first place because now we have not one but two really good quarterbacks. So here, here's what I would say: if say, obviously, ideally, we want Jimmy out the door and just hand the keys over to number five. That's the that is the ideal scenario at some point, at some way, hopefully before training camp, because training camp you want you know, Trey to get those reps, right? Get those starting reps, gain chemistry with Debo and George and, and Ayuk, right? You you want him to get those. Those reps were important for Trey Lance, right? You don't want to get that hogged up by Jimmy G and then it's like, just, no. So ideally you want Jimmy G move before training camp. But if Jimmy G is is on this team during training camp, I think he should be the starter. There's no, like quite, like, don't be stupid with it and be like, Oh, we should hand. Why would why would you pay that salary for Jimmy Garoppolo to sit as a backup? I know, I know you sacrificed three picks for Trey Lance. I totally get that. But here's my thing here, Chevy. My last thing that I'm going to point this out by starting Jimmy Garoppolo, and I just said it five minutes ago. You're taking a gamble on Jimmy Garoppolo. He he will either take you 16 games and to a championship game healthy, or four games and he's on injured reserve. He gets injured. Trey Lance ends up being the quarterback anyways. But the only downside to that is if he gets injured again, nobody's going to want Garoppolo, and then you're really screwed. Yeah, exactly. It's going to be I, – I don't know. I, I just – I don't think this situation is done with. I think it's going to take a lot longer, but I don't think Jimmy G will be a Niner. But honestly, it's more of a wait and see for now. Yeah, oh, absolutely. right. And who knows? There could be maybe – a a situation where where Jimmy just sits out. Maybe he's not even active, right, to start no, the year if he's on the if, roster. If Jimmy, if Jimmy's on the roster, he will be active. It's just I doubt he will be on the roster. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking, right? Yeah, that, that's what I was thinking too. I'm like, if he's on the roster, like he's he he's going to be playing. Like the the Niners aren't dumb like that. Sure. Like if he's on the roster, like we got to get like this is a guy that we have full confidence in, right? But obviously, ideally, you don't want that. So I think I think we both said it best. It's just they. An, an awkward situation right now. But again, the good part is everyone's kind of professional. Lynch and Shanahan were just being pros, honestly. Like, they're just out there talking like, look, man, this is the, this is the situation. This could happen or this could happen or this could happen, right? They, those are the situations. They didn't say anything wrong. They said all the right things, and, and we'll just have to see what happens. Who knows? Another ideal situation is the draft, right? Yeah. And the Niners could make a draft day move and, and trade Jimmy Garoppolo. Who the hell knows what happens there? I just, my only thing is, I just don't know where Jimmy Garoppolo sat. Like, I remember I was reading an article yesterday, too, and they're saying how, you know, the trade deadline could be an option because you don't know what's going to happen during the season, right? What if somebody gets hurt week one and right, it tears his ACL and the team's looking for a quarterback? Jimmy Garoppolo is now available, right? 
there's yep. a lot of different variables that kind of come into this. And you just don't know when and where a situation like that would come, right? Per se, I think it was um, like the the New England Patriots, right, with, with Cam Newton two years ago, right? They went out, they signed up like a few, you know, a few weeks before the season started. I think, well, actually, no, I think that was a little before that. That was in like July, August, but it's happened before. It's happened before. That's my point is that it's happened before. So I don't know. We'll see what happens with, with Jimmy. We'll see what happens with Baker. Um, I hope neither goes to Seattle and Seattle just burns in flames, but <laughs> I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll see what happens, but it'll definitely be interesting to see how this, um, how this ends up turning out. Yeah. I think the next big thing, you know, you'll see a couple more pre, uh, moves in free agency, but free agency is closing up. The next big thing to look forward to is the draft, which, you know, April's getting very close. And, you know, I, I'm excited to hear uh, more about the draft, get more hype for the draft. I always love draft season, so it's going to be fun. Yeah, no question. I'm going to need your expertise because I know absolutely nothing about this year's draft class. <laughs> so that's going to help a lot. Opposed to last year, I knew a whole ton more. But we're going we're gonna to need to figure out again. This year, I mean, it obviously completely polar opposite from last year. Last year, we had the third overall pick. You know, we knew we were picking a quarterback. There was a lot more intrigue to last year's draft than this year's draft. It's we don't even have a first round pick. And it, we're not drafting till the second round. So it, it will be interesting to see how that happens. I think that's probably why us Niner fans have a little, you know, less intrigue in the draft this year opposed to the years For prior. Sure. Um, but again, it's every draft's a big year. And at this point, I will I watch the draft this year? I'll be honest, probably not. But I'm definitely going to pay attention because whoever the Niners get, they're going to play a big part of this team, right? Like, like we talked about earlier in this episode, right? Whoever, whoever we end up going out and getting, they're going to play a big part, especially if it's on the defensive side, offensive side doesn't really matter, but this team, this team's going to look different next year and it's going to be a tough schedule, man. I look at it like, we're not going to know that till May, but we know who we're playing. It's a tough ass schedule, man. You got KC, Raiders, the whole AFC West, you got Miami. There are five ridiculously good teams. Um, you got Tampa coming to Levi's now with Brady. Oh goodness. God. Um, who else they got in there? They, they got a few good teams that they're playing. Obviously our division's always a, a gong show every year. It's, it's going to be, it's going to be a tough task for Trey Lance, man, but I'm excited. Yeah, it's going to be a tough task, but I think he's got it in. I'm excited to see uh, how we continue to build this team and uh, going forward to next season. I am, man. I, I, th- I think I'm reaching, I'm more reaching the point now where I'm starting to get more, the moves. more excited. No, I was, that too, but for Trey Lance, I'm starting to get mm-hmm. more excited about him. Like I'm, I'm yeah. kind of put my focus from, you know, Jimmy's done. He's not our quarterback anymore and just trades our future. And I, I'm excited to see what he's going to do, man. He's a great, I, I love everything I've heard about him. I, I mean, for God's sakes, we saw, him. we saw him play last year, right? We, he got reps and we saw, and I liked what he, what I saw out of him. And I, and I look forward to what he does with this team in a full off season, a full season um, of reps. And, and I, I think Shanahan, Shanahan is excited. I think, I can't remember if you saw the, um, the report as to why Shanahan didn't attend the combine this year. He actually said he skipped the combine because he was at home drawing up plays for Trey Lance. Yeah. It was so, it was nice to hear that he's working so hard to get Trey Lance ready for this season, to get Trey Lance to take over this team. So yeah, as much as again, Jimmy G may be here, maybe competing. I think Trey Lance will be used uh, you know, who knows? If Jimmy G's still here, we could see that dual quarterback system that was talked about uh, at the beginning of training camp and preseason with all that uh, hype that, oh, Trey Lance may uh, 
you know, be in for more plays. We may actually see a split between Trey Lance and Jimmy G this season, and we don't know what that would do to opposing defenses. So there's a lot of possibilities here. A lot, a lot of possibilities. The possibilities are endless, and I think at the end of the day, there's really there's really not much to complain about, right? Look, if, if number yeah. 10 starting for us, I mean, who am I kidding? Are we, are we, like, are we, are we really complaining? And if he gets no. hurt, we got Trey Lance sitting right there who's going to end up starting anyways. This is literally exactly. a, a win-win situation. And if Jimmy's not here and it's Trey Lance, all right, then let's go. It's, it's put up or shut up now for Shanahan and these boys, right? So we'll find out, man. A lot more to talk about and, and come in a few weeks. We'll be back on with, with some draft talk and start previewing the NFL draft. So that'll do it from this episode of the 49 Away podcast. Go and give us a follow on Instagram and Twitter for more Niners news and analysis. And we will see y'all in a few weeks and we'll talk NFL drafts. Thank you for listening to another episode of the 49 Away podcast. We have a lot more Niners content coming your way. So keep it locked and don't forget to give us a follow on Instagram and Twitter for more 49ers news and analysis.